And then, and then we start laughing because the theme's playing. It's, it's what we do. Oh, oh. Welcome, welcome, one and all, uh, but especially you. To Big Damn Cast. I'm Big Damn Chris. I'm Big Damn Krispy Kremes. And have we got some Krispy Kremes for you. <laughs> um, this week we are talking about Power Rangers. We've seen it. Two children of the 90s have bathed in the nostalgic juices of Saban's Power Rangers. What do we think about it? Find out later. Also, talking about the two big trailer drops of the week. Spider-Man Homecoming, a.k.a. Marvel whipping the dick out and putting it on the table last yep. second. And Zack Snyder presents Blue Filter Instagram the movie. Yay! Uh, we'll be talking about Justice League, so stick around! Uh, me talking about Justice League is a dangerous thing, apparently. Apparently so. Anyone yeah. who looked at the Twitter moment story this week. <laughs> you had a, an opinion and the internet did not like it. Yeah, well, screw them, Bajingo, yeah, because well. I'm not wrong. And neither are they. Uh, no, they, no. But I am right. So, uh, <laughs> first up, what we got? What we got on the table? You handsome well, swine. Which one do you want to? Which which trailer do you want to bite into first and let its blood run over into your mouth? Do you know what? I'm I'm geared up. I'm feral. I'm enraged. <laughs> Let's bitch smack some Justice League right. right across the face. Let's backhand Justice League into space. First, of all, firstly, yes. we will say there are some things in this trailer which look positive. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Things look really great. I mean, Aquaman is stood on the hood of the Batmobile, leaps off of it mid-run to tackle some parademons. That is very cool to see in live action. The well, Flash stuff looks pretty in good. mostly live action. Yeah, but in in Jason Momoa was there. Yes, that's in uh, that, and, and that definitely looks live definitely action. leapt in front of a, a screen of some kind. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, Flash looks pretty cool. I do like the look of the Speed Force in the movie. Like, yeah. the, the, I think it's. A wise choice that they've gone for a different colour than the TV show. TV show has the big gold thing. These guys have gone for the blue, like, the lightning blue. That looks quite nice. It also means they can contrast blue and orange more, which is all this film seems to want to do. Yeah, well, colour wheel, isn't it? Um, I I like the Flash outfit in motion. I still don't like the Flash outfit very much. It looks too much for Flash. No, it doesn't look good. But in motion, it looks alright. Like, Mm. it, it, it doesn't look like all the clunky stuff hampers... It, it you know it still looks fluid in terms of yeah it looks like it moves alright but I still think the design's terrible that too um, um I I like the boldness of making cyborg's body look like he's not quite like it's not a dude in a suit yeah like you can't physically achieve some of that stature without it being an effect so that's I, I like the balls on them for doing that I, remember, I don't think the effect works very well oh we'll get to that it's, um, it, it, yeah. Uh, also, it's cyborg. Yeah, uh, I I do like Batman's toys. I think his his gear and his his uh, vehicles look kind of cool. I also like the explanation of Batman's superpowers. Yeah, that, a great line. So, what's your superpower? I'm rich. That's a great line. Um, I think Affleck looks like he's had fun making this one, and I don't mean that in just a oh he's lightened up a bit. I mean he sort of. He doesn't look like he's under duress no. <laughs> in the shots they've used. It looks like he's stressed. kind of having fun. But maybe that's because he's playing off of what seems to be a mostly charismatic supporting cast. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's just sort of having fun, you know, working on it with them. The, di- the dialogue we've seen so far has a little more levity to it. Yes. Yeah. Which is definitely is needed, but is, is, is the fifth film in a series too late for that? That's the question. We shall see. Yeah. We shall see. I mean, if you want to count the... the if you want to count this as film two, for example, Batman v Superman is film one of the Justice League movies, then this is technically film two. You know, about these characters meeting and interacting. 
Justice with, with, with Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, Suicide Squad all being separate. Justice League 2, the Justice League. Yeah, Christ. <laughs> ba- Batman and Wonder Woman and Pals. The we've just woken up and hit snooze of justice. Yes, but they're not quite awake yet. No, it's not. It's the, they'll, they'll woke in the third it act. Has, it has dawn. Oh, but it is not the day yet. Day of justice. Um, there's some. I mean, J.K. Simmons doesn't look too hilarious with a big grey mustache. No, no, I'm, I'm digging J.K. Simmons. But I always dig J.K. Simmons. Dressed like a bat. Dig it. I dig it. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Momoa looks like he's being at his most Momoa. He's maximum Momoa. Maximum Momoa. That, Max Momoa. That, that 90s crossover we all love so much. <laughs> Mighty Max Momoa. Mighty maximum Momoa. Maximum Momoa. Max Momoa is eating Mawam. It comes in between Maximum Carnage and Maximum Clonage. Oh, Christ. <laughs> Just a picture. Well, to be fair, Jason Momoa does look like a 90s comic book character. Yeah. He does um, look like 90s Aquaman. He does. Minus the hook and... Yeah. They don't have the balls for hook hands. Well, um, they spent all the CGI budget on uh, on Cyborg. On, well, on everything. Um, Let's talk about the CGI in this trailer. This was my biggest problem with it. It looks like it's drowning in big barren added in later landscapes. So much CGI. Oh, but the Hulk CGI. You don't yes. complain about him. Shut up. That is a digital character. The character is rendered CGI. in CGI. The environments he uh, he is in, when CGI or real, still look real. Yeah, or real enough for me to go, okay, I can accept that this is a special effect and it's not making me, it's not irking me. It doesn't feel wrong. My brain's all right, all right, all right, I can go with this. It's not the case as it is with, all, with like the majority of the shots of Cyborg in this trailer where you're going, that just... No, it doesn't work. Oh, his first like his, his hero shot in the trailer looks horrific. Yeah, it's not doesn't it doesn't look good. Like the CGI of the suit looks good, and the CGI of the head looks good, but they look like they're from two different complete era, yeah. different com- completely different. Swig a beer. Well, maybe not. They look like they're from two completely different eras of CGI effects. Like they don't work. They're really weird. I don't get it. Matthew, I don't get it. It's- it's a bit like those moments you got in the Star Wars prequel, particularly in the third one, where clone troopers are running around with their helmets off. Mm. But because no clone trooper armors were ever made, yeah. it was literally just Tamura Morrison in a green suit and they yeah. painted the armor on later. Oh, what a weird thing. It's like the Green Lantern movie. It's like the Green yes. Lantern suit. Yes. And that's the thing with the environments. The environments are like Ryan Reynolds' costume in, in this trailer. The environments yeah. don't feel like they're there. They've been created. People have worked very hard to make them. That is not in denial here. They just don't look right. And that's down to the edit. That's down to the uh, director of photography. That's down to Zack Snyder. That's down to freaking exec producers. That's down to the head of the effects team to make that decision. But I think somewhere along the line, they just go, oh man, it's cool. Don't worry about it. And it's very Snyder. But I don't feel like this film visually, like these characters need to be told that way. Considering in his last two movies, they weren't like this. This is the first one of these three movies that looks like 300 and Sucker Punch and Watchmen. Mm. In fact, Sucker Punch is the one that came to mind the most because that is a film where it's mostly your four or five leads plunged into a CGI environment. Full of sound and fury signifying nothing. Yes, that's that's what I'm getting from this trailer. It's just noise. That's what I'm getting from this trailer. It's like the the Michael Bay Transformers movies. Yeah. At some point, they, they cease being stories and just become lights and sound. Yeah. 
But the stories that they're getting together. Why? Because Batman and Superman uh, had a fight and uh, the Batman realised the error of his ways and they should team up. That's a story? But is that a story? That's a story beat. Yeah. I just, I don't know. That's not a story. Something's coming. No, Bruce, something is already here. Something is already here. Can we talk about the use of m- music and visuals? Here's one song with a drum beat. Yeah. Here's another song with a different drum beat. Yeah. I'm just going to smash them together and see what happens. But what's the second song, Matt? Oh, it's come together. And who's it by? Beatles. I don't know who this version's well, by. No, but the original. It's, originally by the, it's written by the Beatles. And what was the original's message, if any? It was it was a Coke commercial. <laughs> the original's <laughs> message, if any. It was a Coke commercial. No, the message... They wrote it for a Coke commercial, the dude. The message of the song. They did! Okay, right. Maybe not with intent, but the message of the song is, like, come together, right? Like, it's about unity. N- yes? No. No? What is it about? You're, you're the music historian. It's, tell me tales. It sounds about cult leader. Tell me, Don Miguel. Tell me of Coca-Cola and cult leaders. It sounds about cult leader. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I, I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what Come Together is about. I think it's more cynical than it's um, than it appears to be. <laughs> that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. Because to me, it just feels like they've selected it. Um. Because because it says come together in the lyrics. Yeah, that's why they selected it. But I'm sure there is a bigger message of peace at play here with that song. Have you got it? You whapped up your Beatles wiki. You yeah, whipped your Beatles wiki out. It's gobbledygook. It's gobbledygook. Okay, um, not too bad. They thought about they they tried to write John Lennon tried to write a song with Timothy Leary's campaign for the governor of California against. Ronald Reagan. Wait, wait, wait. Right, okay. Okay, that's significant. Yeah. And then Leary... And then that, he threw that away when Leary uh, <laughs> was sent to prison for marijuana possession. And, um, How quaint. And, and, and he just, it just... It was just a thing that he came up with and then was like... Yeah, this is... This right. Is nonsense. And we just put it, and they put it together in the studio. And it's like... He, it's about some shabby dude and come together. That's what it's about. Oh, that's... See, it's I... It's not about anything. I don't know why, but just, I guess it's because of the rest of the Beatles catalogue and, like, you know, the work of, like, Lennon and everybody, like, afterwards, you always sort of think, oh, there's always a bit more of a deeper thing to each of this. He says one and one and one is three. What is? One thing I can tell you is we've got to be free. Yeah. Come together right now over my face, neck and chest. He's got hair down below his knees... Hold you in his arms, yeah. You can feel his disease. That's a, that's not that's not a positive lyric. See, now I'm finding I'm finding it uncomfortable for different reasons. But this isn't lyricism corner. Yes, it is. Welcome to our new item, lyricism corner, here on iTunes. Uh, Matthew, what lyricism have you brought to the corner this week? Um, I've brought the lyrics of Stone Temple Pilots plush. <clears throat> Proceed. <laughs> So, Batman's smiling a lot. Um, at what point does he grow a beard? Uh, mm. In the narrative. At what point does he shave it off? Does he have hair down below his knees? If you hold, his, if you hold him in his arms, can you feel his disease? Do his boobs hang low? Do they wobble to and fro? Can you tie them in a knot? I could tie them in a bow. Could you throw them over your shoulder? Like a regimental soldier? Do his boobs hang low? 
Probably. These are the questions. Well, um, we need all that CrossFit. You're getting mad games, bro. Yeah, you. I mean, let's be honest. Like, this Batman, every Batman before this, pussy, bro. Hitting, hitting tyres with hammers. You've got to show his CrossFit is mad legit. Just every, lots of things with tyres. His CrossFit is mad legit, bro. Tyres. Um, yeah, okay. Like For those who are like, why are they still moaning about it? I'm just going to be completely straight. Tyres! This is the fifth film in a series. Admittedly, we've not seen the fourth, but you shouldn't still, by the fourth, be going... Oh, I don't know. Maybe I like these. Like, you should have made your mind up, really. Because tonally, the three movies so far, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad, have matched at a certain level. Each has sort of tried to be its own thing. But there has been this undercurrent of just grim, we take this seriously. Like, even in the, even in the movie with the Crocodile Man and the Clown People. They try not to take it seriously and then take it seriously. Yeah. They're like, oh no, you don't understand. Like, this is mad legit, bro. And it just sort of embrace the nonsense. Like, Batman is a man who dresses up as a bat. Embrace the nonsense. This movie may, maybe has done it, but I don't know. Like, I don't want to... I'm not... I shouldn't have to wait it's four like... years and five movies to give a shit. The main thing that concerns me about it is that visually it just looks like a fucking mess. Yeah, it's it's an Instagram filter. The whole yeah, movie's under an Instagram filter. Like, it just looks it just looks like those Michael Bay Transformer movies. It's just a few of the articles no, about you... this trailer going, oh, like they finally brought color to the world of Justice League. No, they haven't. No, not it's really. all blue. Not really. It's all blue and black. It's a very cold impersonal palette, and it's just got. Like yeah. Wonder Woman should be shining red and gold. Do you know what I mean? Cyborg's red should be blaring through the shots. The designs aren't iconic. That word gets thrown around a lot. They don't have it. They don't. But you're have, right. They don't they have ain't. the. They don't have the symbolic silhouettes that you expect from these characters. Yes, that is. They're that. too. Yeah, you've got Batman. He could have. Batman needs bigger ears. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, he's spot on. That's more a cosy right? But yeah, it's it's. He, but then he, he would have that silhouette, wouldn't it? Yeah, he, he would, have would, the actual he would cut the Batman silhouette, silhouette, which he doesn't at the moment because no. he's got the little ears. Wonder Woman. She's got the silhouette. She's got the silhouette. So I'll give her that. Cyborg, just bland. Um, Aquaman is kind of there. Yeah. And Flash is just a bit. Again, it's about the, he's the lightning bolts. Yeah, just the lightning bolts sticking outside the head. Yeah. And, and 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 he needs to be sleek, not plates. Yeah, ceramic, like like armor plates. No, he needs to be like spandexy sleek. But they won't do that because like only nerds wear spandex, bro. Yeah. Got him fucking armor, bro. He needs to be in like a running suit. Badass armor, bro. But no, he's armored because badass armor for everyone, apart from the woman. She's got to have like her legs and her arms out at all times. But everyone's got to wear armor, bro. Yeah, visually it just lacks those iconic silhouettes that you get from, like, even it. Oh, and I'll tell you what else is missing. I'll now. tell you what else is missing from the Justice League. Just the, the giving me the Justice League vibes, dude in blue. Mm. Big Blue Boy Scout's missing and it feels weird. It feels weird. We know he's Superman. in it because he's been filming it and we know he's in it because the initial announcement image was like, oh, and here's Superman too, but... Are we going to get Super you know, Mullet? No, we won't. Oh, of course Snyder will give him a Super Mullet. He'll get a sweet beard, bro. Oh, I want Super Mullet. It'll look like, it look like Leonidas, bro. Mm. Oh, God damn it. I like 300, though. Yeah, I like, I like Dawn of the Dead. I like 300. Um... I like Watchmen for it, for its sins. It, it's, yeah, it's flawed. It's yeah. flawed. It's it's weird because it's Watchmen's flawed by being too faithful an adaptation. Yeah, 
and then chickening out yeah. when when it would come to the moments where you're like, okay, I'll bite, let's yeah. do it. Yeah. But I just I don't like Man of Steel. I think it's really dour. Um, I hate Batman v Superman because it's just. I'd love for Justice League to be uh, the movie that changes my mind. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love that. But it, know, won't, it, won't, it, won't, it won't change my opinion of the prior films. Like, I wouldn't be going no. out rushing out to buy the box set, for example. But I would like it to just... That's the thing a lot of people don't understand. I, I had this argument a lot on Twitter this week with people. I don't want to dislike this movie. No, I want it to be good. But at the same time, I'm not going to be blindly grateful for it if I can see problems. And there And there are... You know, there are indicators that it might be better. Yeah. Just visually, Aquaman on the hood of the Batmobile. It just looks like a Anything mess Aquaman does visually. in the trailer. It just looks like an utter mess. Yeah. Um, was it you saying that Weekly Planet pointed out, why is Bruce riding a horse to get to the fishing village? Why doesn't he ride a boat? Or, <laughs> or the, bat plane. the bat plane? Or Turkish Airlines? Where were they? <laughs> Where were they when he needed them this time? You know? Oh. Are we going to be an adverse for like um, equ- uh, Turkish equ- equ- equine <laughs> Turkish endeavors? Um, Turkish equine endeavors. Team. Turkish horses. <laughs> I'm um, Bruce Wayne, and I get everywhere on the back of a horse. <laughs> I'm rich. Um, I want to yeah. like it. I want. I really want to like it. The the main obstacle for me liking what the trailer is just visually it looks just like a mess. It just didn't, there's nothing appealing about it visually to me at all. I think I might do something on this in the future. I've been thinking about maybe doing a video about it because it's interesting. But like, I've always been upset when fandoms get violent and aggressive and mean to defend something. Yeah. Instead of just going, okay, that's someone's opinion, or oh, but what about this? Like, let's talk about it. Um, my one tweet about this, and admittedly, it ended up in the bloody Twitter moment story. So it was like one of six that most of the world were reading. Yeah. So I was sort of open season for people who wanted to be twats about it. Um, but at the same time, it was like, how toxic were some of those responses? That's mental. Like, you make me... This is directly addressing these people. You make me ashamed to be a DC fan. My personal favourite was the person who accused you of not reading comics. Sorry to read the comics, like, talks about it like he knows what he's talking about. Then you sent him a picture of your comic shelf. Yeah. So, well, sorry. Shelves. Yeah. One of your comic yeah. shelves. Um, and then... Oh, he, with the, the caption, a... you what, bro? You what, bro? <laughs> if you're going to come at me, come at me, bro. <laughs> um, and then... To, and then, to which then he replied, oh, so someone who reads the comics and thinks they know better than Snyder and John's. It's like, oh, well, you can't fucking win, can you? No, you can't. It's just these people who are just... Do you know what term I absolutely despise, ironically? Hater. I despise the term hater. I hate it, cause, but I hate it. Also, uh, also, I hate haters! Also, but, butthurt. Butthurt is, is, is a term that is... Needs to die. Me. But but hater is one I hate, because people... Haters want to hate. Because people... It, it's given to you, it's like, oh, no matter what, you just don't want to like it. It's like, no. That's not true of anything. If I'm going to spend my money and time on something, if it features things I'm invested in, of course I don't want to hate it. No, fucking hell I don't want a Justice League movie. I want to enjoy a Justice League movie. I want to go into the first ever live action Wonder Woman movie and love the shit out of it. I want it to be great. That was great. Doesn't mean I'm going to leave it going, if I didn't like it, oh, no, but it was was really really cool. No, it was really good. If I don't like it, I'm going to say that. I'm going to be open. Because here's the thing. Yes, the filmmakers, what I was going to say, they don't owe us anything, but they do. 
Because it's a business. It's um, a transaction. Yeah. If yeah. you're paying money for a film, that film better be fucking good. Especially with the prices they're charging nowadays. Yeah. So there is. they do owe us something. They owe us quality goods for the money we're giving them. If they start giving you mediocre shit, don't trick yourself into accepting it. Call them out. The problem being there, though... You'll get better stuff down the line. The problem being there, though, is that people have already proved that mm. they're willing... Oh, yeah. ...to take poor goods for that money. Look at the Transformers movies. Jesus Christ. They keep taking more and more and it, money, and they keep getting worse and worse. And again, for the people who enjoy them, great. I'm so glad you do. Um, I don't understand you. So, someone, someone on Twitter was saying, like, I said, if you enjoy it, great. I'm, like, props to you. And they were like, oh, so you're saying, like, you're, you pity me or something, do you? Like, am I less than you because I like it? It's no. like, no, I don't. I wish I enjoyed it too. I'm not saying, like, oh, you enjoyed it, that makes you stupid. I'm saying, you enjoyed it. You got something out of it. That is amazing. Yeah, cool. I wish I did. I didn't. I'm sorry. My mind cannot be changed. The biggest example of it, and I think it was, um, I can't remember who it was I was watching. Uh, I was watching something the other day that was talking about like reactions to stuff, uh, and I think it was Chris Stuckman actually on YouTube. Some cream on it. That's he was talking mean. about not that. He talked about phantom menacing, which is the term you use to refer to people who are blinded by a pre-established commitment to a movie. Yeah. So like Phantom Menace, everyone was so psyched. It was the first Star Wars movie in what um, nearly twenty years, yeah, yeah. Uh, sixteen years. They were dying to see it. They couldn't wait. The trailer looked amazing. Like, they couldn't wait to see it. They saw it. They came out and they went, Oh, so good! It was great! And Wasn't other, it? Other people saw it and go, oh, see, I, I don't know about that. They're like, No, 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 it was great! It was great! Because they had this and they had that. They had that. And then later the same people going, Yeah, no, it, it wasn't. It's like, they, they tricked themselves into making... In, into Into... Feeling that their time was used wisely. I mean, I had the excuse of being eleven when it came out. Yeah, so. we were we were prime age for it. Like, yeah. You were eleven, I was I was eight. So we were like prime age to be. I saw it three times. Well, there you go. Because I hadn't seen a Star Wars movie in the cinema before. Well, I, yeah, well that was that, I, that was the thing for me. Even yeah. as a kid, I was like, I'm going to see a Star Wars film in the cinema. This is yeah. amazing. And I dug it because as a kid, I I just enjoyed the action sequences. I got a bit older by the time Clones came out. I didn't like Phantom Menace. It was like, what, three, four years? Three years, 2002. Mm. By that point, I was 11, and I kind of... I'd, I'd realised Phantom Menace wasn't very good, because I'd, be, I'd been watching the older ones again, and I'd started to realise, as I got a bit older, why I liked the originals. Yeah, I can't sit through those. <coughs> the prequels? I can't sit through them anymore. Like, I, it's, it's a real struggle. It's tough. I, I, I mean, there's some... Again, there's some good stuff in there. Music, few set pieces, Revenge of the Sith mm. isn't the worst thing on the planet. It's also not great. I hate people who say it's a brilliant movie. It isn't. No, it's not brilliant. But it's not a dreadful movie. It's just no, it's, it's just a bad movie. Um, it's an enjoyable bad movie. It's fine. It's fine. Is it? Your lightsabers will make an excellent addition to my collection. He says, dangling lightsabers in a cloak with several other lightsabers in front of two people who can move objects with their minds. With their minds. Grievous is a fucking idiot. We are getting off topic here. Let's let's nip this Justice League and bad movie talk. In General Grievous is in Justice League. Confirmed. Confirmed. Let's talk about Spider-Man Homecoming. Marvel shills! Marvel shills. What are Disney paying you? Um, I didn't... Well, there you go. This, this will set you right. I didn't love this trailer, but there's some cool stuff in there that makes me excited to see the movie. 
I'm like the first trailer mate got me pumped. This I one feel like this yeah. might have told us a little too much That's about why. the plot of it. Yeah. Um, and now I understand Dan Slot's earlier tweet. We said spoilers. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, the moment you start to think about it, the moment you realise what the story is. Yeah, yeah. The story's going to be, Peter tries too hard to be an Avenger, acts recklessly and a bit selfishly, puts lives at risk, Tony says, right, that's it, I'm not giving you any heads up now, you've got to be yourself for a while, time out, and then he goes off on his own to try and fight the Vulture. I like the balls on them for doing big, flashy Hollywood superhero suit for the first half of the movie. It might not even be that long. Might not be, but like, like... but shitty homemade yeah. suit for the, what looks like the finale, like the big fairground kind of on the beach thing, that looks like the finale. Mm-hmm. That looks really freaking cool. And I like that. It's reverse Daredevil. Daredevil gave us a season to earn the costume. Spider-Man Homecoming takes it away mm-hmm. because they're that confident in telling a story about Peter Parker. It's like yeah, Iron Man yeah. 3. Iron Man 3 is my favourite Iron Man movie because it's it's a Tony Stark movie that shows why he's the Iron Man, like why he deserves to be in the, you know, be in the duds. Like it's really cool. I like the character. I like the focus on characters in Marvel. There is one detriment to that. It means we sometimes lose good villains because we focus too much on the heroes and the villains are sort of like stenciled in afterthoughts. But this time it does look like Keaton's got a nice bit to chew on. Yeah. And we saw a glimpse of Shocker in yeah. the trailer as well. But a Shocker. I like a bit of Shocker. Freaking action. Shocker in a Spider-Man movie. We've yeah. got there. Shocker and Vulture. And the Tinker's in it as well. Well, it seems like they'll be part of uh, Vulture's gang. Vulture's yeah. crew. Which is a great idea. Like, they're sort of commandeering and, and tinkering, eh? Yeah. With, with, with yeah. weapons, like sort of Stark-level kind of weaponry and turning yeah. it into their own stuff. Which explains the Vulture's wings. And it's Probably thing, from the same project as Falcon's. It's that thing that's been teased in like other Marvel MCU stuff of like escalation and proliferation of this kind of technology. Oh yeah, S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, keeping Hydra stuff from World War II. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and the entire first Iron Man being about the terrorist groups and the, the Ten Rings taking Stark tech and reappropriating it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it's continuing that that trend, which is nice. Um, Ned's line, you're the Spider-Man from YouTube. <laughs> That's great. It's kind of, it's sort of lost in the sound mix a bit. Everything involved But it's a Ned's really good line. In the trailers has been great so far. Can you... Can you control an army of spiders? <laughs> no. So good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, Why would you be able to control an army of spiders? I'm digging that. I'm digging it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, it looks fun and exuberant and funny. And you know what? I could. Everything was clear. All the action beats were, were clear. Yeah. And a lot of it takes place in the day. A lot of the trailer, at least. Yes. Which is quite nice. Which is nice. It's different. I mean, the, the um, Sam Raimi Spidey movies sort of did that. Yeah. yeah but yeah. it was a mix of night and day. The finales usually took place at night. Yeah. Whereas in this one, I think the finale might take place at night. This one, but like, there's this, there's a, the section on the on the um, they're, they're Staten ferry. Island yeah. ferry, um, and there's just the stuff swinging through town. Him trolling his neighbours, <laughs> like <laughs> splashing the pool mid swing, and without trying to sound gross. Mostly a gaggle of like teenage girls in bikinis, and he gets them wet. That's, that's a he's a fifteen-year-old kid, and he's like splash, hat, splish, splish, splash, splish. Taking a spider bath all around a Saturday night. <laughs> um, I just, yeah. I, I, I'm excited for this movie. This new trailer didn't, I think, didn't does, grab me by the balls. I think he does but... fall into the trap a little of maybe giving away too much of the plot. Yes, which is not a trap Marvel have been falling into recently. 
They haven't, have they? They've been quite good at working around Well, Marvel and Disney have sort of had this tradition with the Star Wars projects as well of not giving anything away. Yeah, Force Awakens was great. You got to see some really cool stuff that got you excited, but it didn't actually give away any of the main You got enough of a sense from the last Force Awakens trailer that it was about characters trying to find something. I'm still surprised that we've not seen any Last Jedi stuff yet. Mm, I'm thinking in December. I'm thinking Guardians. I'm thinking that's when that we see a trailer. Sense. But we'd we'd already seen. But that's Force not Awakens far off by now. If we like, see it with Guardians, how far in advance it was. Oh, Force Awakens, we saw like San Diego the year before, yeah. I think. Yeah, because we, we um. Yes, because I had my first meeting about a panto I did, um, in July of 2014. And on the bus home, I watched the uh, the reveal trailer when all the stormtroopers came out at SDCC. Yeah. Um, and that was, you know, the, the, a year and a half before the film came out. That was the one with John Boyega popping up into frame. And, yeah. Um, you didn't see too much. There had been an awakening. Have you felt it? Yes. Oh, man. I'll take your hand out of my pants. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's <laughs> weird that we haven't seen any Last Jedi stuff yet. But No, Homecoming looks good. I'm excited for it. Um... I think maybe Last Jedi we were going to get something around New Year, but I think the death of Carrie Fisher probably made them rethink mm, it. Maybe. maybe. Oh yeah, maybe. That would make sense. Because I feel like we got stuff around Christmas time. I mean, they've for... they, they sold those tickets. Yeah. They've right. sold those tickets. We're, we're going to go see it, because yeah. it's episode eight. Yeah. And I have to know what happens next. <laughs> I have to know who the Last Jedi is. Plural. Tell me, Daisy. Tell me. Who are does, the Last Jedi? Does, does Mark get any lines in this one? <laughs> Tell me, Daisy. Please. <laughs> <laughs> so Spider-Man Homecoming looks like a lot of fun Ned looks like he's going to steal the show Aunt May is hot um, oh boy there's oh a lot boy. more Tony Stark than I realised was going to be in it I like a bit of Stark and he, like it looks like it looks like they've, they've broken the mould he's in the Age of Ultron stroke Civil War armour like yeah. they're not they're not um, doing a brand new suit they'll have done probably tweets. can't afford to design a new one no but that's good that's, I, I kind of like it though because like, it's like reuse the assets for the previous movies well because his priority points. at the minute isn't being Iron Man his priority at the minute is upholding the um Registration Act. No! Uh, I wonder if we're going to get any throwaway lines sort of explaining what's happened to the guys on the raft. Yes. We probably will do. Yes, um, will. And the fact that Spidey's like, oh, what does it take to be an Avenger probably means there's no Avengers. So he's yeah. like, I want to be an Avenger now. I can be an Avenger. I'm a Spidey man. Can I join you and Vision and whoever else is with you right yeah, now? like, who else is on the... It's him. Well, Black Widow. Vision. Black Widow have buggered off by. Widow's book. Oh no, she was she was in prison with her. No, she wasn't. She was left in. No, Scarlet Witch was. Scarlet Witch was. Um, Black Widow wasn't. She was left. Like she betrayed them, yeah. but then she and Stark have that conversation, don't they? At the end of thinking, where it's like, "You're gonna get fucked in the ass, bitch," or so something, something like that. So it's like, is what she said to him. Ant Man, Falcon. She's out uh, there. Is what I'm saying. Cap, Hawkeye. <laughs> And Scarlet Witch are on the run. Yes. They're underground. Black Widow will probably join them. I'll <laughs> be their woman on the inside. Yes. Yeah. The thing I have to ask, though... They've right? got to resolve that by Infinity War. The thing I have to ask, though... Yeah. Is... <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah. The lads... Yeah. There's a scene where they're all sat in gym class watching what looks to be a VHS... Of Captain America's fitness challenge. Oh my god! Oh, with, no, with Chris Evans Chris as Captain Evans America in the Avengers suit in the 2012 costume. So that means that they got him in that outfit again. 
to record what looks like a VHS. Yeah, that's the that's the weird bit. Is it a school co- or is it going to be someone else? And we just think it's Chris Evans. It looks like Chris Evans. It looks in the like still, Chris Evans. But it could be someone else. No, then again, it's the 2012 suit that Co- uh, that um, Coulson designed. Maybe it's Coulson in the suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was the thing. That was like, where have you been? Why is this on VHS? Tahiti? He was he was frozen. Tahiti's the name of the workout studio. Where he films his DVDs. It is a magical place. It is a magical place. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I. I I'm excited for this movie, and it is three months away. We have Guardians less than a month away. Get me pictures of Spider-Man! Spider-Man, boys! <laughs> and we have Guardians in less than a month here in the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Guardians, Wonder Woman, Spider-Man. It's going to be a good summer for uh, comic book movies. I'm looking forward to it. My dear! And I really hope Wonder Woman's good. Me too. I really hope it's good. Do you know what else I hoped was good, but I didn't have giant expectations for? And I think it helped because I came out with a grin on my face. Let my expectations grow! Sabans! Power Rangers. Who's Power Rangers? Sabans! Power Rangers. So no one else is Power Rangers. No one else is Power Rangers. Definitely Sabans Power Rangers. Definitely Sabans Power Rangers. Because I was confused. What a weird fucking decision. I thought it might have been the other Power Rangers. Because that wasn't throughout the marketing. That was last minute. Yeah. Sabans Power Rangers. This is Sabans Power Rangers. Um, Sabans Power Rangers. Is it right to have a two-motion picture? Just have a two-motion picture. Uh, re-adapting and tinkering with the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers uh, TV show based off of the Japanese Super Sentai show. Um, it's... The name of which I can't remember. Yeah. It's set in Angel Grove. It is about five teenagers with attitude who are sort of called on by a, mi- a, a, a mix of happenstance and destiny to become the new Power Rangers. Legendary <laughs> warriors who uh, work throughout the galaxy to pre- protect the Zeo crystals. Crystals at planet cores that create life. Uh, all this, it's sort of impl- implied in this movie that life on planet Earth was just dinosaurs and prehistoric shit. And then the Zeo crystal is what led to human evolution. Um, no, it isn't. I thought it was. No. Yeah, because yeah, they all every planet houses a Zeo crystal. Yeah. So and the Zeo crystal in this one. Nobody arrived in the crash, didn't it? No. Oh, the Zeo crystal was already there. So was the crash just their ship crashing into the... No, causing a meteor strike. Oh, right. That's uh, like the first bits of dialogue in the movie. Oh, shut up, I was distracted by... I was, distra- I was distracted by a blue naked Brian Cranston. Damn it, listen. Um, so, uh, Jason, high school jock, uh, who's baby basically... Yeah, he's, he's a bit of a dickhead. He's, he's baby ba- Chris he's, Pine. He's baby Chris Pine. He looks like a baby Chris Pine. Uh, loses out on his job career, becomes under house arrest, and has to join a weekend detention club, uh, sort of breakfast club kind of thing going yeah, on at his high school. Uh, there he meets Kimberly, who is a bit of a tearaway, who's got sort of a dodgy past at school. Uh, she beats people up and... and um, hajar, hajar, hajar. Yeah, all that good stuff. Um, Billy, who is a sort of socially awkward kid who um, is only in the detention club because he blew up his locker because a bomb in his lunchbox went off during yeah. school hours. Well, a bomb. Oh, he made some some, he made something of, that went boom. <laughs> some kind of device. So uh, there's Billy. Um, Billy uh, sort of helps Jason out a bit, helps him turn off his house arrest tag, and they go off, uh, sort of return the favour. He drives him out to the quarry where Billy and his, his late father used to, like, excavate stuff and look through rocks look for look for trinkets yeah because he's got like coordinates he's been looking at this place for ages he thinks he's found something odd in that spot hasn't he so he yeah. starts, he's trying to blow up the rock but there's something here there's something here they meet wayward teen Zach who's uh, skives off school and, and basically just hangs out near the train tracks of the quarry 
and Trini, who is also like a bit of a misfit and an outcast from her own home. She doesn't really feel comfortable at home, so she goes wandering around. No one actually even knows a proper name at first. Everyone always gets it wrong, yeah. Which I thought was a recurring joke. I was like, did people used to get their names wrong yeah, in the 90s? Is that, is that reference to something? But no, it's just a thing they did in the movie. I always thought it was Trini. But it apparently is, it's Trini. It's Trini. Yeah, it's always been Trini. No, I'm an idiot. See, there we go. Maybe, maybe I'm who the joke's You are about. an idiot. Just though. me. That is true. <laughs> That's um, true. Uh, explosion. Fine rocks. Uh, these power coins and the rocks. And suddenly, a wonderful world of nonsense is open to them. They find an underground spaceship, they learn of Zordon, they are taught by Alpha 5 that they are now to be the Power Rangers. A race that last was on Earth in the, was it, um, end of the Cretaceous period, like, as the well, Meteors. Power Rangers aren't a race. Oh my god, did they imply that the Meteor Strike was the Meteors that wiped out the dinosaurs? That wasn't an implication. Zordon's, Zordon's a dick. That was what happened. Zordon killed the dinosaurs. That was what happened. That wasn't an implication. <coughs> That's what happens at the start of the movie. It was in the esoteric era? I don't remember. Point is, Zordon is a murderer. Um, but... Is he, though? They need to be trained up to replace the team that were here 65 million years ago because Rita Repulsa, the Green Ranger, is about to come back and beat the living shit out of Earth, take the Zeo Crystal for her own power, use all the gold in Angel Grove to create a monster, and uh, destroy Earth. Hmm. Basic superhero stuff. Um, loosely... Well, no, it's quite strictly using the overall story arc of the original show. The Zeo Crystal's a more specific element than the original show was. Z- uh, Rita just wanted to conquer Earth, didn't yeah, she, in the yeah. original show? I've to 10,000 years, I'm free! In a space dump. Time to conquer Earth! Just for no no reason, given. Why do you want to conquer Earth, Rita? Because <laughs> I've, du- I've, been, I've been in a dustbin for 10,000 years. You know, I just want to conquer the first planet I come across. <laughs> um, From the moon! Is the movie good? It's alright. I think that sums it. It's alright. So, it's so a fun, Power it's a fun, Ranger. That's a perfect description. It, it's, a, it's a fun diversion. Uh, on, on, the yeah, scale of, on the scale of superhero movies, I would put it at the end of the 2000s starting to find their way side of things as opposed to the mid-early 2000s clusterfuck side of things. Mm. Like It's definitely a lot more coherent than, say, like uh, Elektra. Uh, and stuff of that ilk like Blade Trinity X-Men 3 it's definitely better than these movies yeah yeah um it's not gonna shake your foundations mostly because it makes some weird tonal decisions Act 1 is a Lionsgate superhero movie it's teens it's moody it's funny it has moments of levity uh I mean hell after the after the prologue the film opens with a gag about milking slash possibly jerking off a bull. No, no possibly about it. Oh, God. There is a joke at the top of that movie about, about a dude wanking, wanking off, off a, bull. a bull. Go, go, Power Rangers. Go, go, Power Rangers. Um, there is a weird comedic moment slapping in the middle. Don't where stop. I'm nearly there, Power where Rangers. Ch- oh, no. There's a, there's a bit toward the middle where a giant prehistoric vehicle nearly hits a van full of singing nuns. Like, basically, Act 1 is sort of the movie you were dreading it was going to be, but told really well. I was dreading it was going to be that, yeah. But it was told really well. And I was like, oh, is this the tone? Okay, I'm down with this. Sort of Chronicle meets, um, I don't know, like Chronicle meets typical superhero origin The movie. thing is, I get turned off every time someone says Chronicle meets X, because Chronicle is very much its own Oh, thing. yeah. No, but but I, I, think... I, I mean in the, um, the teens are written very realistically. Yeah, I get... Well... Well, compared well, to a lot of other... Compared to other things where teenagers say things like, oh my Kanye. Um, like, the teens are written... Oh my Kanye. 
the teens are they are likable. The cast are really likable. Yeah, they they're are, a lot of fun to watch. Billy is probably the strongest. Yeah, I thought he was the standout of them because the the actor the actor is playing a character who's on the autistic spectrum, but it doesn't go into uncomfortable territory. I didn't think it did. Um, like Jason is a dickhead jock, but he's a dickhead jock who's a teenager who you know is going to grow out of it and is starting to. So he's not like you know archetypal like no I'm going to do that like he's you know there is development there in that character. Kimberly's probably the most mysterious, bizarrely, even though Trini's meant to be the strange girl. Kimberly will learn a bit more as the film goes on. Um, Zach felt pointless at first. Yeah, they take. But the more you learn about him, the more you go, okay. It feels like Zach and Trini's stories. Coming too late and are ignored a bit. Coming too late and then we're and kind of ignored a bit. But and then toward the end of Act 2, I think they're given a bit more payoff. Yeah, but it's too late by then. Um, yeah, it, it's... The kids are nice. I think that's the most important thing. They're a lot of fun to watch. And I would... Um, and I said this on Twitter after as soon as we saw it. I would happily watch them in another Power Rangers story. Just to see those five. Yeah, like, if, now, now that they've sort of honed the skills to watch them be Power Rangers. For me, the biggest problem with this movie is... And slight spoilers here. Yeah, I think we're going to go. Into, we're going to mild spoilers. Yes, yeah. one without going into specifics, it just takes stuff two, you'll see in the trailer. It just takes too fucking long to get to this Power Rangers stuff. Yeah, it takes way too long to get there. They are Power um, Rangers in Act Three. Well, they're, well, they're Power Rangers from Act One, but it doesn't have any consequence until Act Three. Mm. Um, it is odd. You described it before we went in because you'd heard about the structure. You described it as it's a load of build up and then a really expensive episode of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers in the last 25 minutes. I would agree. Um, is it worth the build up to the payoff? Sort of. Like a lot of that sequence is a lot of fun. Yeah, but it's not like, oh my god, this is amazing. It's not $105 million worth of amazing. No. No, 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 no. That's very true. Like, it's. For 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 so that's a that's a really decent budget for a big old uh, action movie, and I just don't mm. feel like it. I was think I think a spent. lot was spent on developing the effects yeah. rather than concentrating them. And for and this is a personal thing to me, but I really don't like any of the designs. No, I think for me they feel like the Flash in the Justice League trailer. They feel like yeah. they look clunky as hell. They look weird in motion. They're not jarring. But they're still not nice designs. It's no, a, you were I, saying before, it's aesthetic. The aesthetic yeah. of, of design, the, the, the zords and everything all, is weird. I think all the effects are really great on a technical level. I think they're actually. I think really I know well. where all the money went. This is, these suits are part practical, part CGI, right? Yeah. They're, it's a movie with five Iron Men in it. Because <laughs> yeah. that's how they shoot. Yeah. That's how they shoot um, Iron Man and War Machine with with Danny Junior and, and Don Cheadle. Yeah, part practical, it's part, part yeah. costume, and then the rest is added on, um, so that they have the freedom of movement. You know, without it being limited, yeah, I think that's what's happened. I think all the budget's gone into that because Alpha Five, like, is animated well, but he does look a little bit older than the rest of the film. Maybe it's the lighting and the textures in that environment. Yeah, maybe when he's first introduced, when you first see him, he looks quite good, and then the rest of it sort of looks like they've just put him in there. Yeah, <laughs> like there he is. Bit, oh, oh, um, like when he's physically interacting with the characters when you first meet him, he's believable. And then the rest of the time it's like, and there's Alpha Five in the corner. Yeah. Uh, voiced by part of BB-8. Um, I like the voice work for Alpha Five. I Bill Hader did well. Yeah, Bill Hader did good. He, he went for the wise decision of he's more neutral, but he's quite... The, the only kind of emotion he shows is he's a bit excited to see people. Yeah. 
because he's obviously been in standby for a very long time. Yes. It's like, oh, humans, you're so tiny. A very, very long time. Yeah. Uh, how do we feel about the III appropriation? I think it worked well. We got, uh, we got two IIIs, and they were yeah. both in reaction to things that were annoying. It wasn't too... Ay-ay-ay. Yeah. just like, there it is. He said it. Yep, yeah, he said it. Because he actually used it in a context where it would be appropriate. Yes. Unlike in the show where he just... Ay-ay-ay, Zordon! Say, say it every episode. Ay, 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 Alpha 5, he's alive! Don't uh, say that, that's copyright breaching. Terrible. Um, Zordon. So Zordon was the Red Ranger. He was the he was the leader of the Power Rangers team that first came to the planet known as Earth the back Red in the Ranger. dinosaur era. He was the Red Ranger. The Red Ranger. Which explains why Brian Cranston showed up on Stephen Colbert in a Red Ranger outfit now. Did you not know that? I didn't, no, I didn't I know, know he was, I didn't I know know a Ranger. Yeah, I knew that one. Oh, that's pretty cool, I did not know that. But that was quite cool, I didn't expect to see Practical Cranston. In the movie, at any point, and yeah. we did the entire uh, entire prologue is practical Cranston. Well, well, it, it, well he's, he's got it's all prosthetics, and yeah, stuff. yeah, and but naked blue, but naked blue Cranston, um, and a yellow ranger who is clearly a different alien species, and Rita is clearly, I think she's the same, I think she's the same species as that other alien because when you see um, Rita before she's awoken, she's yeah. sort of the same kind she's, of. She's not human anyway. Let's put it like uh, that. So Zordon was a ranger, and. Uh, the Rangers haven't been needed this time for ages because the Zeo Crystal's been fine, but the ship has remained there in case it gets attacked and in case there's a danger coming. And obviously, because there's a lot of destiny in this film and they don't play on that, which I thought was weird. Yeah. Like, it, it just seems like mass coincidence they, they would find the power coins now when Rita is about to resurface and has like 11 days. Um, but then again, I think they mentioned how like the power coins were giving out a signal because that's what Billy was sort of honing in on, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So, it's that whole thing of, you know, they knew that Rita was awakening, and it's like, right, you need to fucking, we need to get these kids now. Yeah. We need to get them ready now. And they're not ready. I think that's the film's biggest problem. Act 1 is gritty Lionsgate teen superhero movie with moments of levity uh, and likeable characters, like spending time with them. Yeah, they are likeable. I'll I'll give them that. Act 3 is a really fun, dumb, expensive episode of Power Rangers. Um, like it's a giant robot monster sequence. Yeah, and it's it's like it's fun. I had fun in that last segment, yeah, it's, it's... especially Rita Repulsa like casually chewing on a donut whilst oh, the giant no, hand sorry. of gold. Oh no, will a Krispy Kreme? We'll get to that. Uh, whilst it's, the giant hand of gold up punches through the roof. That you make it. That you tell everyone that it's a Krispy Kreme. The middle act, though. The middle act is rushed training montage. Oh. The, do you know what the middle act reminded me of? Um, Turbo, a Power Rangers movie. <laughs> kind of cheap. I've not seen Turbo. Oddly paced. Yeah. You being trained to use new things. Yeah, okay. All Differences right, in right. Turbo, a Power Rangers movie. <coughs> Even though in that movie, they don't wear the suits till the final act. Uh-huh. And it sort of feels earned in Turbo, a Power Rangers movie. By the way, it's great. It's shit, but it's great. This, um, this uh, movie's... Um, opening weekend has completely crushed the entire box office take of Power Rangers Turbo. Oh, of course it has. I don't, I don't think Turbo came out in cinemas. It did, yeah. Did it have like a limited it run? Maybe, I don't know. Because over here it was a Fox Kids, it was like the first Fox Kids straight to video like big special. Uh, it, got, it definitely got a cinematic release somewhere. And it shat me up because it opened with a Goosebumps trailer and Slappy appeared and shot my, shit in my pants. Da- um, but that, mov- that movie, that movie at least in the second act, while they're not in the suits, has them... Um, 
using that version of the Zords, which was the vehicles, the cars. Yeah. yeah. So they were still doing action set pieces. Um, oh my god, I've just realised this is the third Power Rangers movie. Like, there's been ex- there's been featured on specials. In every Power Rangers movie, Act Two is them not in the costumes, learning to be Power Rangers. Think about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. The middle act is them on a strange planet slash Sydney. Yeah, but... um, like learning to be the ninja. There was still some action oh, going action. on, and there was things happening. It wasn't just people sitting around a campfire fucking talking. Here's a random question for you. What? Which is the better Power Rangers movie? Or better movie experience? Like, which one do you have more fun with? Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie? Or Saban's Power Rangers? I have slightly more Ooh, fun with the original. Yeah, I think I did. Cause it's... Well, that's because tonally it's the same throughout. Yeah, it's it's not very good. It is goofy. It's not good. Action boy now! At all. Action girl now! What but is this song? It is silly. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's campy. It knows it's done. And it's... The new villain I lose rocks up and traps Repulsor and Lord Zed in a snow globe in the first act. And every now and again we cut back to them complaining in a snow globe. Goldar is in it and is proper Goldar. Like, and is a dumb flying monkey lion man in a gold armor suit. And is every bit as dumb as possible. But there's also peril in that one. There's all like all the parents are gonna like leap to their deaths off of the side of a giant cliff. Yeah, yeah. Like that is genuinely kind of freaky. And, and the monster, the fights with the skeleton monsters and the monsters in in the on the other planet are pretty freaky. The bird henchmen are pretty freaky looking as well, actually. It's the way they move. I mean, they look like dudes in costumes, but the way they move is creepy. Mm, um, yeah, yeah. I kind of dug the putties in the new one, but why are they called putties? That's the thing. In it, mild, mild spoilers, Rita Repulsa was a ranger and she basically, her entire backstory is she got mad with power and now she's pure evil. I wish there'd been a bit more to that. Because Elizabeth Banks is clearly having fun basically being the Wicked Witch of the West in a sexy cat suit. That's what she's doing. She's having a blast playing this. Um, in yes. her sort of 90s Star Trek face makeup. Like, yes. she's having a great time. Yeah. Well, she has a few stages. She goes from, like, shriveled corpse to, like, Japanese horror monster. Yeah. To um, the Enchantress, the Enchantress to Rita Repulsa without the screaming and the cone bra and the horns. The point is, like, well, she has a staff with a she's definitely jawbone in it instead. Well, there is that, <laughs> and she's like making gold by pulling out gold teeth from still yeah. living people. Like, she's definitely Rita Repulsa. She's just not on a balcony yelling, sending monsters to do a business. She's doing the business herself. Well, she's not Rita Repulsive, if you know what I mean. Oh. Um, God, psycho chick. Um, yeah, she Elizabeth Banks is, is Elizabeth Banks is fine. Um, <laughs> just saying. Um, even creepy Ringu Elizabeth Banks is kind of <laughs> sexy. Um, but yeah, she can summon like they they refer to them as putties at one point in the movie. She can summon, and, and in this, they're not clay figures brought to life. Yeah, she brings like clay and dirt and, and rocks from the ground to create golems. Basically, they're golems, and that's great. But why are they called putties? And at no point did they establish that she has extra superpowers. Like, the Power Rangers superpower seems to be kind of durable, really athletic, really strong. Like, that's the superpower you get if you're a Power Ranger. yeah, yeah. But she can summon rock monsters. She apparently has a big gold friend who specifically she's using for her plan. They call it Goldar. It ain't Goldar. They call it Goldar. Um, it's it's made up of... Where's her sword? It's made... It's Goldar. It's made well, up maybe. of all. It's made up of more gold than has ever been mined on the planet. Yes, 
Well, it does stretch. You just stretch it, and it is hollow inside as well at different parts of the shot. But... Yeah! Potato, potato. After 10,000 years, I'm free! <laughs> Time to conquer Earth! We were um, saying what the middle act needed was to keep the tone of act one, but get a bit lighter as it went, so it could naturally segue into utter bullshit territory of last act. Um, and it needed them to have like some road testing instead of just training without suits and all that. Because yeah. I get what they were going for. The message of the movie was it's about believing in yourself and believing in others. Together we are more is the tagline of the movie. It's pretty great. And there's some nice dialogue in there that isn't ham-fisted about like when you work together, shit gets done. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's lost in these weird super quick training montages. What it needed was a road test. It needed them to, like, see the Zords, go, oh my god, we have these machines or whatever. Um, Take one for a joyride or something. And that'd be the first encounter with Rita. Yeah. And they think, well, we've got this. Like, we'll we'll, we'll knock her out and take her in, or we'll kill her or whatever. And, yeah, and, she, hands, and she hands their asses to them. Like, have them fight the putties a bit and get used to it. So that then they go, oh shit, we did wrong. So Act 2 into Act 3 is them going, fighting amongst themselves... And then learning, no, we need to work together. And then you've got your message and your moral and all that. That'll work. Um, and then you've got more action scenes. And even if they're not in the suits, there's some Zord action and then fighting real monsters. Do you know what I mean? So you get a bit more of it. Because mm. in Act 2, in Act Two, they do nothing of consequence besides train. No. And, and and learn a bit about each other. You get The campfire more... scene was quite nice. But they told a few truths about each other to sort of get to know each other better. I... Let's talk about the big controversial scene! Trini implies that she's gay. That is it. That is, I mean, that is how it should be done. That is how, that is a positive step forward in movies. This is the first noted gay superhero since the superhero boom in mainstream cinema. Like you read about. Like you read about in mainstream cinema magazine. Yeah. Um, But all that bollocks fuss, all these countries going like, no, we're not going to show it. Piss off. It's just so... we'll, we'll tell you the line. It's as innocuous as apparently beating the beast is. We'll tell you the line. Yeah. She's like, oh, my parents just didn't understand this. Like, we fell out over some stuff. And Zach goes, boyfriend trouble? And she goes, yeah, boyfriend trouble. And sort of just looks at him slightly. And then he goes, girlfriend trouble? And she sort of looks at him as though to say, like, I'm not getting into this. And she moves on. And it's it, the way she plays it, the way Becky yeah. G, the actor, plays it, is, yes, that is basically it. My family are too normal and probably homophobic. Like, that is, that's it. Um, and that's the moment. And that got this movie banned in some countries, uh, well, and higher like certificates. It's like an 18 in Russia. Oh, it's an 18 in Russia. And Beauty and the Beast, uh, I think, was an 18 in Russia yeah, as well. Yeah. Because LeFou is apparently gay. Grow the fuck up, Russia. Yeah, like, um, come on. Come on. So there it is. But that campfire scene's kind of nice, because you sort of learn a bit more about them, and... and... And then obviously that extends later. Um, let's let's tick off the Power Rangers checklist. Shit that appears, right. fan service shit, and does it work? All right, I I I worked yeah. better um, than it did in the original series. I argue. Yeah, Kranzner Zordon um, doesn't really make any direct references no. to the original. Although Practical Zordon in the prologue looks looks like a lot like Zordon from the movie. Zordon from the yeah. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. Yeah, uh, although he, he's more Zordon. white, but he's got like the the cracks in the face and yeah, the, and the yeah. shapes and stuff. Um, Rita Repulsa lines we get make my monster grow yes we do and it is kind of glorious but it doesn't make sense because she's making it grow so who's she saying it she's to she's talking to, she's whispering to her staff because she's mad she's fucking mental. Um, we get 
It's Morphin Time. You didn't like it. No, it, I think it's really out of place. I was kind of, I was kind of fine with it because the delivery more than anything. But yeah, then again, that entire two minutes following that line is them going fan service, fan service, fan service, and us going bit much all at once, guys. Yeah, it's, bit just, garish. it's such a sh- sudden change. Because as they charge out in the Zords, the Final Fire Alpha goes, "Go, go, Power Rangers!" And that would have been enough. That would have been enough. We all would have gone. Oh, yeah. he said it. Yeah. But then the theme music plays, and it's so and it's, out of but place. Not, it's out of place because suddenly the theme, <laughs> suddenly the music of the film is talking about them directly. Um, if they got rid of the vocals, I think it would have worked. Yeah, probably. Because as a fan of the original, you go, "Oh, he said go go Power Rangers." Now that music's playing, um, or I'm going to put it out there: just use the original track, not this weird pseudo punk cover. Because they're like, "Go go Power Rangers," and I'm like, "No, just play the original." If you're going to do it. Play the original. But then Power by Kanye West plays, the one they used in the trailers, and it suits it so much. Um, yeah, what else fan service? Really well. What the fan service creeps in? Uh... Angel Grove can't make its mind up about whether or not it's a seaside town or a mining village. Why not both? Well, it is both. <laughs> but like they, they, they imply that the mines and the quarry and that is a bit further out. Yeah, like, Kimberly, Kimberly be... says she, she goes on a big-ass walk. She doesn't live in Angel Grove. She, she drives to Angel Grove. And occasionally she walks home through like the woods near the mines and everything and takes time to herself. Mm. And that's a gratuitous swimming in her underwear scene. It wasn't gratuitous. It was very brief. But it was one of those where I was like... <laughs> very well, brief. Well, yeah. It was one of those where I was like, there is no need for this. No. You never come back to this. There's never a thing of like, when they first go in the water all together, them struggling and she's the good swimmer who finds I think the thing. she might actually also be the oldest of the actresses in it, actually. Let me double check. Um, no I'm not I'm on the wrong page she's not the only Pink Ranger in the movie cameo alert yeah there is a nice not at all like beaten over the head cameo in the movie from Amy Jo Johnson and uh, Jason David Frank so the Pink and Green Rangers make a cameo and it's a really nicely done cameo they don't have a line of dialogue but the frame the frame lingers on them in a crowd shot for just a split second longer than the other people to give your brain enough time to go, oh shit, it's them! Yes, and he's does. and he's wearing green. She's wearing pink because uh, you have to have that minute because Amy Jo Johnson looks exactly the same. Yeah, Jason. Jason David Frank looks like an older Jason David Frank. Yeah, I think the thing that will throw most he, people off is because he's got short spiky yeah, so hair. Now. Like, is that... Oh no, yeah, it is him. He's just like thirty years old. You know, for a while, I know it isn't, but for about five seconds, I tricked myself into thinking that Jason's dad in this was um, I can't remember the actor's name, but the guy who played Jason. It wasn't, but he looked like him a bit. If you look at him now... He was someone that I've seen in other stuff, though. I just can't remember. Yeah, I, I recognise him too, and I can't figure out where from. I'm going to look him up. You carry on. Look top. him you right carry up, on down son. the checklist. Uh, what else? Uh, Green Ranger. Uh, yeah. Uh, Rita's the Green Ranger in the original lineup in the prehistoric era. That makes sense, because obviously in the TV show, TV show, she creates the Green Ranger. So in this version, we'll sob that. How about... She just was the original. She's the Green Ranger. There is a mid credit scene. It will not change your life. It's kind of pointless. But it's a nod at where they're going to go next if they get another movie. And I, you know what? I hope they do. I would like to see a next one. I would like to see a follow-up to this movie. Yeah. Um, I had fun with it. And I, I want to see these guys again. I want to see them now that they are the Power Rangers. Yeah, yeah that's the main thing for me. It's just like... Now we've got all this bullshit set up out of the way, can we just have a whole movie of Power Rangers action? Yes. Rather than having to wait 
and wait. Tweet your costumes, make them practical. Yeah. Um, that'd help. Uh, God, what else? I mean, it sort of, it, it, it ends in a really casual way uh, as well. Sort of in like a, yep, yeah, back later. Yeah, it just, it just, it feels like there's a scene missing yeah. between the conclusion of the action sequence and then the the actual end of the movie. Um, <laughs> uh, fa- by the way, the guy who plays Jason's dad is, is Roy from The Office, The American Office. That's why you recognise him. Oh, okay. Yeah. There it is. Uh, looks so different. David... Denman. Um, off the top of your head, one thing they could improve on. Um, tone, act two should have been completely different. Pacing, man. Pacing and tone. Yeah. Like, pacing. Uh, be quicker. One thing that they absolutely nailed, uh, I think casting, again, I yeah, think that's my favourite really thing. Good. I want to see these guys again. I think it's really well cast, yeah. uh, I want to see them in other stuff too, but I'd like to see them play the Power Rangers again. I think they're a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, and favourite thing that you took away from the movie overall? Oh, Billy. Billy? Yeah. Um, the use of two bitch slaps <laughs> was my favourite thing. bookends. Bookends to the movie. A bitch yeah. slap at the beginning and a bitch slap at the end. And they were glorious little bitch slaps. Um, do we recommend it? Uh, 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 catch a matinee? If or... you can get it, if you can get it cheap, otherwise wait for DVD. But don't rush out to the cinema to see it. It's not amazing. Don't rush out. If you can catch a matinee, go go catch a matinee. And certainly don't fucking pay peak time prices. Jesus. No, definitely don't pay peak time. Um, but do if if you if you were, if you're intrigued by what we've said and you would like to see a sequel, um, and you think you're going to enjoy it, I'm not going to discourage you from going to the cinema and paying for a ticket. But at the same time, go for the cheaper ticket. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or I think I think I think it's a wait till Netflix. Yeah. If you're really if you're not in a rush, um, but do catch it once it comes on there because I think you'll have fun. If it hadn't have worked out that we were able to see it together today, I wouldn't have rushed out to see it. Yeah. No, I, I think it, 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 it was a case of like, I'm gonna go see Parents tomorrow. You're free. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. Um, also. The Megazord's arrival is pretty freaking cool when it first shows up. Oh, yes. The shot of it arriving. Uh, aesthetically, still not great. I want, I want blocky limbs, I damn it. I want blocky limbs. It's, about, it's about the same problem I have with Transformers. Oh, they had a problem with Transformers too. Oh, yes. Look out for that little moment. That's a lovely little moment. Right. Um, um, so, yeah, that's it for Power Rangers. I guess there's nothing else left to do. Not a thing left to do on this episode of the Big Damn Cast. Except answer all your questions and misses. Said Alpha Five. Let's see what's on the email in the email tray today. There's an email um, tray, a virtual email tray, oh. a, a, a virtual of emails, um, a betrayal of emails. This one in from Lewis Christian. Oh, um, but his views may be ones that we endorse, and they may not be. We'll find out. Hey, Big Damn Chris and Big Damn Matt, I have a question. Hey, Big Damn Lewis Christian. Here is the question. <gasps> My God. You're going to love this. Class. Oh, no. Is, we put it to bed. Is dead. Okay. Is this a theoretical thing we're going forward with? But it's granted a 60 to 90 minute special in order to wrap up its finale cliffhangers Oof. and loose ends. Like Blind Girl 1 in the Dark Shadow Thing body or whatever. Quill is pregnant. The Cabinet of Watsits and the Weeping Angel Ofsted can The Cabinet of Watsits? How does the plot pan out? How do you wrap it all up into a nice, neat bow? Your sugar. Lewis Christian. Oh, Lewis, you're... I'm starting to not endorse your views, mate. Um. Well, see, my ideal follow-up to class is... 
It opens with them all there. Burn the tapes. Thingy going, why are you all looking at me like that? And then a weeping angel just shows up, just snaps everyone's neck. <laughs> and the camera just stays in real time on the drama hall for an hour. So nothing happens. <laughs> and then eventually, toward the end, like someone comes in and goes, oh shit, and just leaves. But doesn't call the police because they don't want to get in trouble. And then the doctor shows up, opens up a bung hole in time, gets out a big broom, and just sweeps it all in. That's my ideal class finale. Um, I I find it hard to think about what you could do with resolving the plot lines because I don't know what they are. <laughs> They're so... There's no middle. Yeah, the cliffhangers. There's lots of beginnings. The cliffhangers that, that the show ends on are so poorly defined yeah. that I'm not exactly sure what is happening, so I don't know where to go with them. Um, it would probably be something like April regaining the April gaining the ability to shift the Shadow King's body into her old one, or something. And her becoming like the heavy hitter of the group when they come up against alien threats. <laughs> and probably the one who takes on the weeping angels. Um, and Quill, like... Quill's like, just, just quilling. She's straight quilling. She's straight quilling. She's war itself. She is. Um, war It's Oh my god, of course, because that was another cliffhanger. She's the, pregnant. I'd forgotten about yeah, that. Yeah, she's pregnant. Oh god. No one man deserves all that power. I... I don't think you could. I don't think you could wrap up. I don't think you could adequately wrap up those plot threads because I don't think they're long enough to tie into. Unless the weeping angel shows up, snaps everyone's neck <laughs> there and then, because you don't have to wrap it up. It's just closed. Yeah, it's so poorly defined. I don't know what I would do with it. Case closed. The weeping angel snap the neck. Move on. <laughs> Sorry, what? Another one from Louis Christian. Yeah, yeah. That's too Louis Christian's theme. It's a Louis Tufa. It says, hello, Big Damn As Chris and Big Damn As Matt. Oh, God. I have a question. An As question. My question is thus. What is the best Dalek colour scheme? Oh, um, I've always had a soft spot for the white and gold Imperials in Remembrance and the silver blue 60s Daleks. Are these, reluctant, are these Doctor questions which we must reluctantly answer? Yeah. Um, I'll be honest. Uh... I sort of I don't think of the colour scheme I think of the overall aesthetic with matched with each colour scheme yeah so for me it's sort of a tie between like 60s silver with blue and, and black panels and things like that um, with like the dishes on the back and the, the big round bottoms things like that yeah and the, the bronze ones from 2005 because they just look like tanks like for the, for the original ones look like sci-fi machines the Russell T Davis era ones look like weapons yeah so I, yeah. I, it's sort of a tie between them for me. Like the the blue and silver and the... Oh, now you've said that. I always wanted a green Dalek. Like the camo camo yeah. with the, with the, with the um, supply bags strapped around them and the little, tiny little Union Jack. Yeah. I think really and and, and, the, and the, the, the caps for the lights to mask them in darkness. Oh! Damn, that is a good one. Yeah. The Ironside is a great design. That's my favourite. Good choice. Good choice. I think sir. it is. I'll allow that. In my kingdom of choice. Ian. What? Dear Big Damn Matt. This one's directed just to me. Oh, what a, what a, um, what a big damn twat. I saw Beauty and the Beast, and yeah, Emma's singing voice is quite robotic. Also, Josh Gad's LaFouche look out like a sore thumb, with his very modern accent and stereotypical gay troops. 
his troops. Which I, I'm assuming he means to be tropes, but I like it because it makes him sound like he has a a, a, a group of stereotypically gay performers following him around at all times. Which, <laughs> oh, in my God. head, is a wonderful image. Um, I mean, I I would pay to see the movie if I knew that was a fact. Yeah, if that was if that happened, I would I'd be on I'd be on board. No, one. <laughs> they all just chime in. You'd oh, get away with musicals, though, wouldn't you? They would be organic if you had a like, choir with you at all times. Oh, Chris, you are back. Yeah, I never, went, I never went away. I hope you, as far as you lot know, I never went away. I hope you've gotten some nice British tea with milk to <coughs> the trip and caught up with the announcement <clears throat> of Rupert Grindelwald <clears throat> being cast as the Thirteenth Doctor. <clears throat> Context, for those who don't know, the Fifu fans did a video in which Rupert Grint, a.k.a. Grind, a.k.a. Grins, is revealed to be the 13th act to play the role of Doctor Whom. <laughs> Technically the uh, 14th, whatever. Rupert um, Grins. It's not true, but my god, is it a funny video. Go give it a watch. I think it's possibly one of Phoenix's best. Remember, Phoenix? Think alarm Think clocks. alarm clocks. Uh, now, now I did think... <laughs> Uh, it's, oh no! It's the, it's the Matt Berry-esque dubbed intro where he's just yes. walking up a staircase, but it's clearly all one VO from separate, a separate yes. recording. It's brilliant. It's really uh, back good. to back to beating the beast. Uh, I did think this was visually stunning and lovingly updated, taking lots of inspiration from many different versions. I even noticed some Jean Cocteau arms with lanterns instead of a candelabra. Nice, like calling back to yeah. um, like one of the. I think I think it's the first adaptation. Yeah, there, yeah. actually, probably. Um, a fab cast, like always, you big dammers. Question for you. Best chocolate cupcake recipes. <laughs> what? My girlfriend's, what? My girlfriend's got a pretty great chocolate cupcake recipe, but I can't tell it to you because I don't know it. You meant to say I'd tell you, but I'd have to kill you. When do you go to the cinema and what do you get to eat? Uh, oh, good question. Whatever I'll... we can and usually nothing because it's fucking expensive. Yeah. Um, we, we sort of live, we live in a town, it's a quiet village, every day, like the one before. Um, I wish it was a quiet fucking village. We don't, we don't have immediate access to cinemas, we have to travel, from where we are, we're in Manchester, we know that much, from where we are, we have to travel either into the centre of Manchester or to the Trafford Centre for a cinema easily, um, in terms of like public transport, quick routes. There are a few we could go to. We could probably go to like one in Bolton or whatever, but it's just less faff. There's a new one in Bolton, actually. We should check out sometime. Ooh, mints. I think it's an independent one, so you wouldn't... Even better? Uh, So because of that, like, I've got an Odeon Limitless card because I try and watch as many as I can for YouTube every month and I thought it'd save me cash in the long run. Um, So I think in a good month, I try to see at least one a week. Um, And as for what I eat, I will bring a bottle of water... Unless I want the cinema experience, in which case I'll get, like, two scoops of Ben and Jerry's. I'll sometimes get a big drink. Yeah. Yeah. Lou usually gets, like, a massive drink and a popcorn mm. deal. Like, she'll get that. And I might get a Ben and Jerry's. But failing that, I just steal her drink. I don't tend to get popcorn because I know they, they they don't actually pop that shit on site. It just comes in bags and you warm it. Yep. So, but trade that. secrets, at least to that particular chain. Um, um, so, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, what do you think of the magic roundabout Dougal and the Blue Cat? I've not seen it. Is that a film? Dougal and the Blue Cat's like a magic roundabout film, yeah. A sequel to the magic roundabout film? Or a separate thing? No, it's just something. My god. I'm aware of it, I've never seen it. Sorry, I just, I've just realised it's pouring you down with rain and one of our cats is outside. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Oh god. Go and let the cat in. Is it a blue cat? What? Is it a blue cat? No, it's a lunar cat. Is Dougal there as well? No, but he should be. <laughs> Same cat reminded me I have a cat and then I'm neglecting it. Yay! 
Don't let her in. Don't let her in. She's not here. She's found shelter somewhere else. Oh, fair enough. Never mind, eh? I thought you heard her at the door. Scratching and scritching. Scritching and scratching. Uh, No, I didn't even know that was a thing. I mean, I like the magic roundabout. You know, I've never seen the original... The original? I've never seen the original movie. So the, the last magic roundabout thing there was, the CGI one. Let's look into it. All I know is in America it was it was renamed um, Dougal. Because Dougal's the main character of it. In America they called it Dougal. And why not the Magic Roundabout? Yeah, that's for Because they were like, well, people want to know what that's all about. And they'd be like, oh, God, has it got a history? Oh, I don't want to have to watch something where I need to know what it's all about. This freaking Magic Roundabout. Just go watch it. Sincerely, you sugars. We should watch yeah. it. Because Zebedee is Ian McKellen and Z-Bad is Tom Baker. That's the new... No, that Zuga the Blue Cat's an old thing. Is it? It's old original Magic Roundabout. In that case, I have not seen it. Probably because it's an old thing. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, that's, I'm... I mean, that's that's the worst excuse in the world for us two. Like, we watched many things from over many decades. But, uh, no. I mean, do you highly recommend it, Ian? Let us know. Do we yeah, need let to us seek know. it out? Do we need to see Google in the Blue Cat? Um, do we need to be intoxicated to enjoy it? Jean-Luc sends... Not Jean-Luc! Howdy, big damn dudes. Hope you're both doing well. We are woke. We're pretty swole. So! <laughs> I don't know what that means! This is a depressing thing. Oh, Jean-Luc. Uh, the Daleks being in the first episode, the emoji bots, Missy and the Flybermen, are just a few things to get you down about the new series of Doctor Who. My cue for you is what are you least excited about for series 10 and what do you make of the first episode uh, being called the pilot because of the Moff's apparent reboot? Your sugars, Jean-Luc Henderson. Harry. What are we least excited about? Is it ten? called the pilot because he's doing uh, soft reading? I think it's been confirmed that it's called the pilot, yeah. I know it's called the pilot. Yeah. Oh, no, I think, I think, I think the reason why... The yeah, it's a sly nod, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, why would he be doing that? He's fucking leaving. Yeah, well, there you go. Like, um, oh, no, no, it's not called the pilot as in it's the pilot episode. Like they've just, No, I understand yeah, that. Yeah. But no, yeah, I know what you mean. It's like you, you, that That would make a more apt first title to say Chibnall's series, for example. Yeah, not for Moffat's last. No. Um, the thing I'm least excited about for series 10 is series 10. Yeah. We're I, talking about it today. We just... I've not actually been paying any attention to no, it whatsoever. So. It's, it's like a week away and I'm not fussed. There's Dolly scratching stuff. Scratching it. Batman on the box. <laughs> it's like a week away and I, I just, I don't care. Which is sad. I mean, we'll all watch it, but I think I think we are now in that category with Doctor Who where we watch it on iPlayer whenever we re- realise, oh shit, there's You've a new episode. have four episodes. Yeah. Um, I'm just not in a rush, man. No, neither not am I. Not in a hurry. Neither am I. Um, oh, I'll be talking about it in Time Team in five years. Keep buying the magazine, guys. You'll find <laughs> out. Find out my opinions. Um, so, final question this week. Yeah. From the in, the improbably named Rudolf Randolph Rutherchups Randolph the Third. If that isn't a reference to something, make it one. Hello, big damn Chris and slightly bigger damn Matt. They've been thoroughly enjoying. Notice the height difference. Yes, been thoroughly enjoying the pod and the girth difference. <laughs> Been thoroughly enjoying Put it up about your genitals. the podcast. Been thoroughly enjoying. <laughs> My question for you guys is: Will you ever watch the Australian canine spin-off? Ah. It can't be worse than class, right? Your sugar, King Rudolph Randolph Russell Chups Randolph the Third. Where does this sugar thing come from? That's like three or four people. Everyone saying sugar. Maybe they're all from Lewis Christian. Maybe Lewis Christian has always been these people. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you're Lewis Christian. Um. He is all of the Lewis Christians. What do we think of K9? Have we ever seen it? 
I've never seen it, but I've read enough into it to know that it's basically the Sarah Jane adventures for people who are too afraid to watch a show from the UK. The Sarah Jane adventures for stupid people, basically. Well, I wouldn't say that. Yeah. I mean, you said it, and I'm not going to correct you. But, <laughs> you yeah. said it. Um, no, it, it's sort of, it, the more I ran into it, the more I realised it's Sarah Jane Adventures. Because when I was reading it, I was like, well, why not just show Sarah Jane Adventures on, on an Australian network? And they probably do. But K9 was that. Um, mixed with K9's creators that obviously wanted to sort of, because they still own like a large portion of his his rights, they can do whatever the hell they want with him. But he's only little. He's only a little robot dog. How can he own such a large portion of his rights? But that's also... The... You know how it stopped? Sorry, I don't know what That's that also the weirdest thing about it is like the design looks like those robot dogs that were a craze in the early 2000s. I don't think that's coincidental. No, but that's sort of bad then, isn't it? Because it means that they've gone, we're going to give him an updated design that was relevant 10 years I ago. I think they were trying... No, because it came out in like 2008. 2008, 2009. But still, like, I, I had a texter in 2000, I, I think. a texter. Oh, it was dreadful. It was dreadful. Even as a kid, I, I, I didn't want it. My younger brother did. Maybe. So we both got one for Christmas. I was like, oh. Maybe he looks like a toy. Were they spinning him off into his own toy line? They didn't make any merch. You, I think um... I think you could buy a toy version of that canine, but just that. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. It's an odd one. I would like to give it a watch. Um, I think I'll wait. To, I think I'll wait till it comes on like Netflix or something though. Which it might not, because it was an Australian produced show, so we might not get it over here at any point. Well, that's true, my dear. But who knows else is true? Um, money, money! No. Money! So there's that. Let's um, look at the episode titles. It's got episodes. Read the first few episode titles. Um, oh, I can't. Hang on. Hang on. I'm here we go. I'll fill time. So it's a British Australian comedy series. It's gone into Wikipedia. <laughs> simply called K9. Uh, the first episode is called Regeneration. Because he regenerates from what we know. Yeah, because yes. I think this canine is the canine That's canine. from Gallifrey. Yes, yeah, canine mark one. So it, it's, it's OG canine. from Gallifrey, because he got here before Gallifrey. Oh, where did, where did he leave? Uh, he oh, he left with, um, with Leela and Gallifrey. Did he? Did oh, he? yeah, but that's not where he got him from. No, 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 but that's where so, Mark, yeah, well, that's where mark yeah. one. Yeah, that, that's canine mark one. Because yeah. then after they yeah. leave, it cuts to Tom cheekily making another canine. <laughs> it's like, um, oh, so, so it is, the dog is just for Christmas then, is it? Apparently after the battle in the first episode, the canine Mark I regenerates. Of course he does. Uh, you got Liberation, The Corvin, The Bounty Hunter. These are boring titles. Uh, the Fall of the House of Griffin, The Jaws of Orthrus. These are great titles for something that isn't a comedy show. Curse of Anubis. Christ. Curse Now, is Timequake, the movie that's apparently still happening featuring K9 and Omega... Ouroboros. Is that, a, is that a sequel to this TV show? There's an episode called Ouroboros. Our Rob Ouroboros. Our Rob Ouroboros. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Lost Library of Uko. Um, so what was what? Timequake? Yeah, time, K9 Timequake. Let's have a look at K9... Why are we going down the canine hole at the end of the podcast? <laughs> Why are we the going down canine's hole? Um, at least we haven't gone down the toy commercial hole on this episode. Oh, that's... <laughs> I mean, we could do a whole video um, series on that. Don't you fret, sunshine. Yes, yes. Yes, I have Apparently it's been an... It's been... Yeah. I don't know. It, I no article on it? I can't find anything... Uh... 
Because it was announced like three years ago, I think. Uh, do, 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 they're, apparently, they're just still working on it. <laughs> oh, okay. coming out this year. Oh, well, there you go. The film has no connection to the TV series. <laughs> but there's not going to be any more of the TV show because they're making the film. Oh, for God's sake. But it has no connection to the TV series. The living hell. So basically, the guys who are on K9 are just off their tits on happiness. Let's make more canine stuff. Canine. 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 Uh, God, please, no. Don't feel like you have to. Just saying. What was it Tom once said to him after he couldn't do something? You never do do the answers when it's fucking important, do you? <laughs> do you know what? I will happily accept a canine spin-off if it's just Tom Baker and the canine prop sharing a flat. Do people... I would love that. Do people want a canine spin-off that can be installed nasally. <laughs> and on that note, thank you for listening this week to our filth and nonsense. Uh, we'd like your opinions on the Spider-Man Homecoming and Justice League trailers. So send them to us, bigdamncontact at Please gmail.com. Please do send them. Because we want to we sort of aggregate how people are feeling. Because I love you so, and I want to hear what you know. Meats. I don't know where that came from. I don't know, but I liked it. I like it! Madam, what bullshit is this? Um, Madam. So, yeah, bigdamncontact at gmail.com and also on Twitter, at bigdamncast. Give us a follow. If you like the podcast and you haven't already, head over to iTunes. Then um, you're mad! For that too. Uh, leave us a review because the more you review us, the more like you give us a thumbs up and everything, the more people will see, the more people will listen. And if you like it, How's that? What, what's the harm? More people will hear it then, and they'll enjoy it too. That's probably the harm. So, oh yeah, good point. Um, so do the do do that. Also, check out Big Damn Channel on YouTube. We've got some pretty cool videos up there already, and even more still to come. New Big Damn Love this Sunday. That bookends the uh, last two podcasts. <laughs> uh, Till next time. I'm As Bill. I'm Asmat. Suit. <laughs> Goodbye! Let's go to Krispy Kremes. Why? It's a special place. Oh my god. <laughs> go, go, cross promotion! <laughs>